0: Welcome to this week's episode of Are You Happy? with Susan and Sonia. Welcome to Are You Happy? with Susan and Sonia. How are you doing, Susan?
1: I'm doing great today. How are you?
0: I'm excited for today's episode because we have our first guest. She is none other than Susan's sister, so I'll let you take the reins on this one.
1: So this special guest is very important to me because she's none other than my younger sister and her name is Michelle and we decided to have her on today because we really want to know what she thinks about happiness, how to attain it, if she's happy and I'm super excited for the episode today because she is my favorite person in the world and I really want to know what she thinks about this topic and this is, this is the episode. Enjoy, guys.
0: Hey, Michelle. How are you?
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: We're so excited to get to know the real Michelle, the nitty-gritty. Who is Michelle? Tell
1: the world.
2: Who I am as a person. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm a 20... How old am I? Oh, my God. I'm 26, right? Susan, can you confirm? I'm 26. Yes. Confirm. I live in Toronto um, and I was born into this world as a very sensitive person. And that has been to my detriment, but has grown into something that's been actually an asset for me. So that's me as a human. But now, if we're talking like, what do I do? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm a creative and I work in marketing. Um, I live downtown. And that's a little bit about me. Very cool.
1: What's your relationship status right now?
2: I'm seeing someone. How is that going? It's going really good. We're still in the limerence phase, right? Like we've only been dating for four months. So this is always the fun part. This is only, this is the fun part. It's only downhill from here, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I have one question for you. Are you happy?
2: Yeah, I'm very happy. Yes,
0: that's what we want to hear.
2: Yeah, I'm really happy. I would say this is not something that is innate. Like it took me a while to get here. I think even as a kid, I was like so dissatisfied with so many things, like my drawings I would draw and it wouldn't be perfect. And this and that wouldn't be perfect. So I think a lot of my unhappiness as a kid and as an adolescence came from having expectations and my reality not matching up to my expectations.
1: So give us some of your strategies. What have you
2: implemented? Yeah. I would say that I gained new strategies as well as new perspectives to help me be happier as a person. Okay, mm-hmm. it all started with being more aware of my own thought patterns. And I think that first foray, is that a word, foray or is it soiree? Foray. <laughs> foray. I think that first foray was likely through CBT therapy, it's hard to really pinpoint, you know, when that first moment was when things started to shift. But, and it's maybe that's because there's never really a starting point. I think things happen gradually. Yeah, I would say so. Some of the strategies are being really aware of my thoughts, and what that means is just being like, oh, okay. Now I'm slipping into a negative thought pattern or now I'm being self-deprecating or now, and all, and there's nothing else to do other than just noticing it. And then the rest falls into place. It all just corrects itself. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things that really helped me become more happy. I think another thing that helped me become happy is showing myself that I can. So I think when you're a kid, you're living at home, maybe they're paying for your school or maybe whatever your situation is, you're not independent. And then once you grow into independence and you show yourself, I can find a job, I can pay rent, I can sustain myself, I can be in emotionally stable relationships and long-term friendship, then you're like, oh my God, like I got me. And then there's a lot of joy that comes from that. So Mm -hmm. that transition of growing up has also helped me become happier.
0: For sure, Michelle. Honestly, that's great. Do you find that your happiness right now is all encompassing does it have to do with your career right now or is it mainly your relationship and where you stand with yourself
2: mm, it has to do with all of those things it has to do with my relationships with my family and there was tumultuous points in those relationships that have been resolved when you have a relationship whether it's with your family or your friends and it's unresolved you carry that around and you don't even realize you're just going about your day you could be doing something monotonous, but you're carrying around anger. You're not forgiving people. So once you get to a place where you're like, okay, I forgive you. I respect you. I love you. I trust you. And obviously that takes time to build, then you become more happy Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis. Yeah.
0: (laughs) 100%. That couldn't have said it better, honestly.
1: And do you feel like you're talking about how all of it contributes to your happiness? So would you say that what would be your buckets or your categories of your life that you feel need to be filled in order for you to really achieve that happiness?
2: Are we talking about happiness or
0: inner peace or both?
2: What is happiness to you?
0: Yeah, what, what makes up happiness?
2: Um, it's a mix between that self-confidence piece that we were talking about. So being self-assured in the things that you're doing, mm-hmm. being heard and respected and loved and doing that for other people in your relationships and then it's also a mix of checking in with yourself. So being like, okay, hey, what do I need right now? I need to eat, I need to sleep, I need more human connection, I need to go on a run more or like whatever physical activity. Like, so it's finding that balance. And I think that, that last piece that I'm talking about there, when you're checking in with yourself, that's less about happiness and more about inner calm.
0: Mm-hmm. right
1: so it varies so sometimes you may need to work more on your career so you feel better or on your health or on your mental health or relationships so it could vary is what you're saying like it does it's not always that one thing that you're that you need in order to achieve happiness it's whatever you you need when you're checking in with yourself you ask yourself what
2: do I need right now yeah a hundred percent and it's sometimes it's like oh my god I've been neglecting myself but I've been I'll get up at eight in the morning and I'll work straight through the day and I'll work all the way till 11 at night and when you neglect yourself then you're like to yourself oh my god i'm i'm unhappy and that 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 stretch of that unhappiness can go for a stretch right for a long period whether it's like weeks or months but i think the also another thing when you ask about what is the key to being happy is like being like this is not going to last there's no way that this is going to last there's an impermanence and impermanence in every stage so when i'm unhappy i know I'm gonna I'll be fine in a minute, and when I'm happy, I'll know that I'll be not fine in a minute. So there's no attachment to any phase of your life. And I think that also brings a sense of knowing that everything cycles, whether it's a season, whether it's an emotion, whether it's friends, like even life itself, when you know that you're gonna lose someone and just having that mm-hmm. idea in your head that nothing's permanent. Yeah, totally. That awareness. awareness that nothing's permanent, you can find a little bit more stability.
0: That's really enlightening, honestly, because <clears throat> We just, we just talked about our meanings of happiness and we were discussing our buckets. And what was important to me was relationships. I find that having the, a solid group of people in your corner that um, inspire you every day and applaud all of your achievements and just make you feel good are a huge part of my happiness, right? The people you surround yourself. And if you surround yourself around people that are that are negative or just not ambitious you know it it sets you into this mindset because that's all you're surrounded by and then mm-hmm. Susan was talking about how she believed that relationships were important but so was her health right
1: yeah I think it's definitely such a mix of health career relationships it's all of it but it's finding that balance between all of it is the hard part, I find.
0: What percentage of happiness is your ideal happiness level?
2: Okay, I feel like a good 80 is good because if you're cruising at 100, art cannot be made from 100%, right? You need to have those shitty times where someone breaks your heart to create beautiful things. So I think 80 is good because it's great to be happy, but it's also great to find meaning for sure. And that comes from the shadow side. Right. And
1: I think that really adds like a richness and a texture to your life. And as I was saying in the last episode, it really makes you appreciate those happy moments way more. And you wouldn't know what happiness is without having those sad moments in your life. So I agree. I think 80 is like the great, the, either 80 or 90, I would say is a good percentage.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, what is dating like during COVID? How has that been on your happiness? Has it been really stressful? Or is it the best thing ever?
2: Oh my God. No, I don't I don't know. I think we stay in a lot. So it's like whatever. And it started during COVID. Um, so this is what we know now. Um, but I think both of us are really that's career great. oriented. And that was yeah, it's really good. That was something that I found I was that my previous partners were lacking. So finally I found it. And I'm like, yes, someone that's as career oriented with as I am. So What I don't feel that I have to dim my own light, and I also don't resent the person for being working because I'm like, you go get it, you know, and I love that. And it's also not to the extreme where this person feels that work is Mm -hmm. more important than me because some people might not be bothered by that, but I wouldn't want someone to think I can only make time for you once a month because I'm so focused on my career. So there's a good balance. I think we're both in the same position. So it's less about, you know, how COVID's affecting us because we find the time. For each other but it's just yeah I think we've just we have a good groove and it's so brand new that like I don't know this this might change in like six months a year whatever it is um, but I'm enjoying it as it is right now and I'm really not thinking past tomorrow
0: I'm so happy for you that's really exciting honestly
2: you know what I found interesting when you were talking about surrounding yourself with the right people mm-hmm. and like not surrounding yourself with people that don't have the same work ethic as you or or don't believe that they can achieve things. Is that, I'm like, (laughs) now I'm interviewing you. Um, Is that something that you dealt with recently? Well, I've only had one serious relationship. So that's all
0: I really have to compare to. But right now I'm definitely in a different place than I was say a year ago where I felt very lost and I had no direction and I, I didn't know where I was going and what I was doing. And Since COVID happened, I found a new passion for so many different projects that have actually inspired me and they have made me enhance my work ethic. And as a result, my partner has been very not adjusted to it because I've always been just around and now I'm so busy that I honestly, I I can't balance the time. I'm actually struggling with balancing the time, but I'm really enjoying my time. So it's, it's a huge conflict for me because I feel like I finally have a purpose, right? And it's, it's something new and it's something so exciting, but then it's also impeding on my relationship, which is a damper.
2: Yeah, that's my adjustment with work ethic. It almost sounds like there was a change in you and then the relationship changed. And it's interesting because that's inevitable. Like people are always going to change, you know, and you guys just have to accept and go with it and, and ride with it. But it's like, I have never been in a relationship to the point where I've been fully accepting of that other person so I cannot speak on that. (laughs) I'm not an expert in any way, you know? There's always something where I'm like, I wish you were a little bit more this, or I wish you did that, or whatever, you know? But that's everything, everything.
0: What about you, Susan?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you saying that is just reminding me of my own relationships, and I feel like whether it's friendships or whether it's dating, I feel like there's been a lot of times where I've grown as a person or evolved, not necessarily just changed and if someone stays stagnant or has been not really on the same page as me it's been hard to maintain that relationship and I think that it's so important that the relationships that you have are able to grow with you and the people that you surround yourself with are there for all your seasons and are there for seeing you change and just like cheering you on and those are the people you want to have in your life and i think that the people that you're surrounding yourself with aren't there for that change then maybe they're not the people that you want to have in your life not i'm not talking about you but i'm just saying for myself i feel like i've cut a lot of people out of my life that i found weren't serving me in the like, new stage of my life Does that makes sense purpose what <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, they weren't serving you purpose right
1: yeah, and I think that like you were saying, it's so nice to be inspired and uplifted by the people that you surround yourself with and not dragged down. Like I feel like you and I, if you guys listen to our previous podcast episode, um, Sonia and I have a business that we're working on and just being together is so motivating and so inspiring and really it's like such a nice thing to have someone who is working towards the same goals as you and who you can bounce ideas off of and it's just fun. It's more fun to have those people in your life because when people grow together, it's just like exponential growth because you have this team that you surround yourself with of inspiring and exciting people. And so, yeah, I I think it's just, it's just nice to have relationships that really propel you forward. A hundred
2: percent. I fully agree with you. I fully, fully agree with you. And I think that's like part of our purpose as people is just to make relationships and grow together. And I think, you know, and I just to riff on that, I had this really long-term friend and she was in a space that was different than mine, where she was in this mental place that the default was, I can't. And the default was, I'm scared. And the default was, I'm unsure. And that's fine. And I love you. And that's fine. But- I need to take care of myself too. So sometimes when you need to disassociate yourself with that kind of energy, because I found myself in that person's presence and mirroring that energy. And I was like, Mm-mm, you don't have to do that. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's okay to disassociate yourself with that energy and that's, and that's fine. And, you know, maybe you find yourselves later at a point in life where you could reconverge and you're both mm-hmm. on the same page. Right. Um, because obviously there was something at the core of both of you yeah. that brought you guys together. So, you know, that could rebirth later, but, um, I think it is important to protect your energy.
0: hundred percent. Okay. I have one question for both of you. What would you say is the ultimate key to happiness? One thing, if you could just say one thing to unlock the door
2: and you're at
1: full bliss.
2: Because the word presence is overused, and I think it's maybe lost a bit of its meaning. Why do you say that? Yeah, why? Why yeah. is it overused and why is it mm-hmm. lost its meaning? For myself, when I think about sitting down and meditating and, fe- and wanting to feel present and reading about presence and all that, I at least have associated this feeling of frustration that I don't achieve it enough. And this feeling of, it's like a unicorn, like it's somewhere and I can't reach it in it, but it's really there for everyone. And it's there for everyone at any time. Um, so I don't want to use the word present. So I'll just say like attentiveness or listening. So like always checking in with your body, checking with your thoughts, checking with yourself, but also checking with other people. When you're talking to someone, just like being there and listening and not thinking about what am I going to say next? And what do I have to add to the conversation? You're just like actually there. And you're actually looking at the flower and you're actually touching the flower and you're actually laughing and you're not afraid of what people might think. And you're not afraid of what you might come across. Whatever, all these things, these little mental Things that go on in your head, just turning it off and being and listening, and that would be my key. That's beautiful. Wow, like really,
0: <laughs> honestly, that's, that's beautiful. Okay, Susan, Thank your you. turn. What is, well, your, key? What is I, your
1: key? I'm gonna use what Michelle just said as the cliche answer, um, but I'm really going to. The way I look at awareness or presence is not in such a pure sense where it's like you have to be completely still. You have to really be in touch with your body. You have to clear your mind and sit down and or whatever it is. I don't think that that is the key, nor is that the key when you're doing an activity and you have to be super in it. Like I think it's just a matter of in a broader sense where it's whatever you're doing Not to think too much about the future, not to think about the past, not to be wishing for something different. I think that when you really appreciate the moment and show gratitude, so maybe gratitude would be my word. I think gratitude is a really important one. Again, another overused buzzword, but it definitely- It's a
2: buzzword for a reason, I feel like, because it's so powerful. That
1: mixed with awareness really creates happiness for me, at least. How about you?
0: I feel like every day- I'm finding these new passions and these new passion projects. And I feel like every day I'm just, my whole journey of life is just, I'm literally on a fucking roller coaster. (laughs) I'm just like, one day I want to do this. One day I want to do that. One day I want to do this. And I'm like, where am I going?
1: Because it's a journey because you're finding (laughs) what makes you happy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The journey. You know what? I think that's my key to happiness. Yeah. the, The ride yeah the ride yes the fucking ride because obviously it's a bumpy one Mm -hmm. and who the hell knows where any of us are going who knows
1: and I think that's what we're all kind of saying in our own ways where being in the moment for the journey because it's like you're not looking for that end goal of like no one's saying oh I want a mansion in Malibu for three million dollars
0: I'll take it though I'll take it too but (laughs) no complaints here
1: (laughs) but we're all just really touching on the fact that really owning whatever's going on in your life is the key
0: that's Susan's key
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's your key (laughs) we're all trying to summarize it I guess it's not summarizable
0: Um, My key is just journey. That's literally, it just says journey on the key. Just that. (laughs) Twist that lock. What is your love language? Do you know what that is?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just talked about this recently. Words of affirmation and acts of service. Actually, I like gifts. I don't know. Fuck all of them. Truly, um, I'm an insecure person. <laughs> I need them all. That, that's <laughs> my sister. Right that's there.
0: literally what Susan said. Yeah. But I also I love gifts. Gifts are great. Um, yeah. do you find that in all of your relationships in the past with friends and ex boyfriends and this current guy. Do you find that a lot of them understand your love language and are able to speak to you? And do you speak to other people on their love language?
2: Ooh, good question. This one does not give me words of affirmation. And I'm like, give them to me. We love you. You're
0: beautiful. The bun looks
2: great. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't bother me that much because I get it elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like just in other places in my life. And that's okay. He's getting better, which is nice. Mm -hmm. He's, I think he's hard on expressing emotions. Mm -hmm. Do I speak his love language? I'm not as touchy as he is. He definitely is a physical kind of guy. And I, I'm like, okay, this hug has been going on for 60 seconds. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> but I'll do it. Cause that's what totally. he needs. You hear know that. what I mean? And it's not just one 60 second hug. It's like maybe many. It's a long hug. You but know, are you
1: standing so- or stand- is it cuddling or is it like a hug?
2: Because like, <laughs> it's it's standing. Oh my God. That's a long That's good. That's hug. a cramp. That's a cramp. You know what? It's a cramp. <laughs> it, it's a cramp. <laughs> if he, if he picks me up, then I'm like, just do the work. That's fine. <laughs> and he's tall. So it's nice. I'm like, I'm up here. I'm getting a good view while I'm up here. Right. And he puts me down. Sometimes they'll be like, put me down. <laughs>
0: Okay. So what yeah. is your horoscope? Do you follow horoscopes?
2: I do. I'm i I'm just an Aries kind of girl. Just an Aries. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know much. I think we're a little crazy.
1: Do you feel like you identify with
2: that? I repress my craziness as I get older. You should never do that. Just yeah, I used to be Wait like, through. tell me
1: where you've been.
0: <laughs> 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 Unleash it. Been there. Been there, Not,
2: you know, and you know what? Something about that kind of makes me sad that like, it's a, a part of conditioning where I'm like repressing the craziness, but also it's like, ugh, do I, ha- do I have any more fire left? I'm like, I don't go fuck. And I, and, and it's like sad.
0: <laughs> it's not sad. It's not sad. You got the fire. Trust stability. me. You're yeah. a woman. Our fire never goes. Well said. Thank you.
1: But I feel like speaking from experience about fire and relationships, sometimes it's overrated. Sometimes it's just unhealthy and you want to develop healthy patterns and relationships in your life. Well, I don't know if you do, but I think it's, probably makes for a more happy life. Speaking of happiness, happy wife, happy life.
2: (laughs) Seeing as this whole podcast is about happiness. Exactly. Oh my God. I'm really. (laughs) Happy wife, happy life.
1: So earlier in the episode, you were talking about how you feel like you're really creating your own happiness. So what I want to ask you is, do you feel like happiness is found or it's created or a little bit of both?
2: I'm so happy you asked this question. There was this picture that I saw on Instagram and I'll, I'll kind of try to explain it as best as possible. So there's this little kid and he's got this big smile on his face and he has this jar and inside it's like, it says happiness or something. And this other little kid is coming up to him and being like, hey, where'd you get that? And he's just like, I created it. And he's got this little jar of happiness and it's like this Kid, this other kid's so jealous he wants this person's happiness. But that's not how you get it. You gotta make it for yourself. And sometimes I think what hinders you from getting what you want, whether it's happiness, whether it's a career, whether it's a relationship status or whatever it is, if you're staring at people and you know, like just kind of envious. And I've definitely been there where you're envious of people for what they have and looking at it from the outside, it just hinders you from getting there because that's not gonna get you there. So I think outside of that it is totally created. It is totally created. And honestly, God bless the people that are born into this world. And they're just like, "Woo, life's a beach. You know what I mean? Because I, that's great. That's fun. You know, that you can just get that so easy, but I think it's hard work. Wow.
0: That was a really, that was really nice. I, I, like, I, that, I really, <laughs> I really felt that picture. I agree. That was so freaking cute.
2: Have you guys seen that picture? No, no I
0: haven't. It hasn't made a, made its way onto my feed.
1: So on the flip side of that, you're talking about how jealousy can really detract from your happiness. Are there things that you feel like are really big happiness hindrances? Like, do you feel like there are some major things that will really stop someone or yourself personally from achieving happiness? And if so, what are they?
2: Yeah, jealousy is a huge one. And I think, and this has been a topic that's been overplayed at this point, but obviously social media is Mm -hmm. a huge place for that. Because if you think about what you see on social media and you think about those things that make you jealous. So like the perfect relationship, the perfect ass, perfect job. Now, when I go into real life and I go, does this check out? Have I ever seen a perfect ass like that in my life? I've never seen (laughs) that in my entire life. Have I ever seen Mm -hmm. someone that respects their partner every single day Smiling every day, running on the beach. I've never right. seen that in my life. So all these things that are illusionary and then assuming that they're real is 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 a hindrance. Um, another hindrance, we talked about it, not taking care of yourself. For me, it's when I don't go on runs or when I don't like physically exert. That's when I get fucked up. That's when I'm like, girl, you got to go out there because you're sad or you're really, really tired or you're being really hard on yourself. And that's when I have to go out and like actually get chemicals going in my brain. And sometimes I just remember that all of this might just be a chemical reaction, like really, like Mm -hmm. just maybe love is just chemical reaction, maybe running and doing things like maybe it's just all chemical and maybe you just have to do those things that force your brain to produce the chemicals and that's and if you want to distill it down to something as simple as that maybe that's what mm-hmm. happiness is and a part of it at least
0: for sure that equilibrium you gotta balance it all out it's so interesting that you say this stuff about social media because yes obviously we all know that it's fake and that it's it's obviously orchestrated to make it seem as though everything is perfect and everything is exactly as it should be but it's so hard Myself, at least, to not get caught up in all the bullshit. It's so hard, even though I know it's fake, even though I know that ass isn't real, that body is not real, it's made in some doctor's office or the relationship, everything. I know it's not possible, but it's so difficult to not get caught up in it. Yeah, social media is honestly the worst thing
2: to happen to happiness. The devil. For real. Do you find that? Do you find yourself going through like ups and downs where you're like more content because you're less on social media or you're less believing of the things that you're seeing?
0: You know, a lot of my my problems with social media were from seeing my friends hanging out without me. It just made me feel so sad, so neglected. And just that was the biggest thing for me. Honestly, I all of the fake bullshit and all the relationships and the bodies, that was pretty discouraging and would make me look at my body in a whole different limelight. But it was mostly just seeing my friends betray me. That was what really made social media so difficult because back in the day, you would have MSN and you wouldn't know that people were hanging out. I mean, unless they put in their username, like with so-and-so. But still, it wasn't shown in your face. It wasn't flashed in front of you. And that was probably the biggest thing for me. And that goes to show like how important relationships are for me. Like That is a huge huge thing for me to feel happy you right. know
1: I think that's also such a big piece of that puzzle that I was talking about where the things that make you unhappy and I think loneliness or exclusion or having that FOMO is such a big piece if you feel like not part of a community or a, a friend circle or you don't feel loved or wanted or appreciated it's just so easy to get sad and that just affects your happiness. So it's always so nice to have a group of people to surround yourself with that just support you no matter what and like online or offline.
0: 100%. So true.
2: How are you able to get over that? Or is it something that still affects you?
0: It definitely still affects me before when I would see all of this happening. I wouldn't really confront the situation because it was just, you weren't invited,
2: bye. For sure. And, it's, and does it sit with you during the day and you're just like thinking about it and you're like, why am I not? It's
0: so hard. I don't know. I Sometimes I would just delete Instagram altogether and just kind of remove it from my site. I don't know. It's it's so hard because it it really eats me up.
2: I, I definitely would say that I have a very similar experience, but not with friends so much as like, projects or creative projects that are going on in my community or like in the city and it's like why wasn't i invited to work on that project you know what i mean like these are people i know why didn't they ask me so i have the exact same fomo and it's just in a different on a different way 100 that's like a big thing yeah
0: it's all the same because it's feelings of not being appreciated or not or people not seeing you as a person and not i don't know i honestly i can't explain it because i am. I try to be as inclusive as I can because I never want people to feel excluded. I like never want people to feel the way I do, but I don't know, it's so painful. It's just really it really irks me to my core. Yeah, for sure. For sure I feel that.
2: So bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the not, worst it's a bad feeling, for it's sure.
0: It's the worst. It's the worst.
1: Yeah. I think you get conditioned and like elementary school, like in high school where you're just like, that's the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. is like that social exclusion. So then it's like, that's just something that you always try to avoid as you get older. I
0: don't know how we got here, but it's fucking awesome.
2: I feel like likely having a purpose outside of one thing that is holding your happiness by a string is what really helps the stability and the overall general health of your happiness. So if you put a lot of your happiness into a relationship, like literally just one relationship or maybe three relationships or maybe one, that has the power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the issue there, I would say. And 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 the, really the, the quick fix is just spreading. Diversify.
1: Diversify. But I it's think, so hard. Yeah. That's and
0: I, so hard. At least for me, because I'm so committed to one thing all the time. Like it, I can only focus on one thing. Like right now it's my future jobs careers my new inspirations and sad to say but my relationship is a bit on the back burner because I'm so busy and preoccupied and that's mainly why I did this podcast because I was trying to understand if there was a way to have happiness on all fronts you know to be happy in everything you do but I'm realizing it's it's not maybe it is possible but it's just you know You're either so happy in your job, but you don't have a relationship. So hard I find to, maybe it's just for me. I don't know about anyone else, but I I cannot find the balance. That's also another key to happiness, right? Like balance, being able to balance it all and being able to balance yourself and your happiness. And I always put myself on the back burner too, which is terrible. I would, I would put, I would rather hang out with some friends or my boyfriend than Doing something important for myself, like maybe showering. <laughs> Not showering. <laughs> Obviously, I always shower before I go to bed, but something important for me, like getting my nails done or eating healthy. Right. Eating healthy is a huge one because someone right. invites me out for dinner and I abolish my entire measurement <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, now I'm eating french fries. Right. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just finding yeah, balance that balance is hard. Is so hard. And I don't, is it possible, do you think, to have happiness in all areas of life? Mm
2: hmm. I do. Yeah. I, I do think it is, it is possible. I think it's not necessarily realistic to think that you can have happiness in all aspects of your life for very long periods of time, unless you find enlightenment. I think that's maybe like next level shit, but I think it is possible. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'd love to hear that.
1: <laughs> when you start seeing things slip it's all about work. It's like, you have to create your happiness. So it's Mm -hmm. like, if you feel like career is taking over and you're not giving your relationship enough love and attention, then you really have to put in that conscious work to like bring it back to the place where you want it to be and carve out that time. And I think that it's all work. It's never going to just come naturally. It's never just going to flow where everything is going perfect. And you're, you're a, a great mom or spouse or career woman. It's like, all of it takes work and it's just finding that balance between it all is, is the work that you have to put in. And that's just, that's life and it's hard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. but I think it's so rewarding because like Michelle was saying that, you know, she has this relationship now where her significant other isn't giving her the words of affirmation that she needs, but she's able to find that in another area of her life. And that's so important because you're diversifying and you're saying I'm not going to put all my eggs into this one basket of this relationship and have them be my entire happiness. It's like, no, you can give me a piece of my happiness and something else can give me another piece. And that's how you piece together a happy life.
0: I love that. Well said. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much. I think Susan, you were going to say something when I was talking about being able to balance jobs and relationships or having your attention strictly on one thing at That's a time. Really
1: it. It's just the work. That was it. It's the, the work. work.
2: Yeah. Okay. That was that was what she was going to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was the work, everybody. Yeah.
2: Okay. You know what? There's one thing I will say is that I think it's very cool and very inspiring that you had this question mark in your life and you made it a project for the sake of being a, a part of the project. You're not doing the project because you want to become famous or because you want to become rich, but you're like literally enriching your life with this really awesome podcast. So I think that is, I think that's great.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I think it's sick. Yeah. Our <laughs> hypothesis though, is that most people are not happy. <laughs> that is the consensus. That's that's what our hypothesis is.
1: Not not necessarily that they're not happy, but just satisfied and not really achieving that full potential of happiness that you most people would want to achieve, I think.
2: Because they've plateaued. Their whole life is just one plateau. That actually brings up a whole other thing for me, because that's very, very interesting. So if we want to talk about more about this shadow side, at least for me, that- Let's hear it. That is a lot of my anxiety comes from this fear of being just cruising like just satisfied okay I'm this I'm in this job it's all right it's cool it pays me just enough that kind of a thing or this relationship is just it's all right and you and you stop like experiencing like the spice like I want to go and travel the world and like Mm -hmm. dance with a cute guy you know what I mean and like try this like crazy Mm -hmm. new food that Mm -hmm. I've never tried before Or I want to really Mm -hmm. take a risk in business or like live on a commune. Like, I don't know, like have these like really, really crazy rich experiences. And I think Mm -hmm. if we talk about something that makes me unhappy is the fear that I'm missing out on experience Mm -hmm. in my life. So you're also talking
1: about how you're worried to kind of become just satisfied and not have that spike of happiness very often. Do you feel like, or chemicals really, because we're not calling it happiness because we don't really we're trying to define happiness. So would you say that happiness comes from those swings of really highs? Or do you feel like the true happiness is in those more of the even keel moments in your life where you're feeling satisfied, but not necessarily having like super
2: intense experiences? That's such a good question. Um, As I get older, I realize it's more about even keel. When I was younger, I was like, I need to go to the coolest party meet the funnest people and do the best drugs right that's what it was about it was about the spikes now I'm like I need to just find a guy who take holds it down I need to get a job that is like good like you know what I'm saying like I'm looking now for more of that even keel and that is another like reoccurring theme for me that I told you in the beginning of the the, our chat I was like I'm scared to lose my fire that's also a thing that scares me because I'm like, I'm losing my fire. I'm losing my fire. I want to continue to do shit and -hmm. and chase that high. And so that's something that I wrestle with. I won't say struggle with, but that's something that I wrestle with. It's creating more of those opportunities because I think you and I, Susan, were talking about this, but there's so much change that happens when you're a kid to when you're a preteen to when you're an adolescent. And then the change kind of drops off when you're a little bit older. So when you get into your 20s and 30s, because you know, things cruise, you, things are a bit slower. It's just continuing to find novelty in healthy ways for me. So it's not about going through crazy relationships because of the highs and lows. It's about literally, and I'm being serious, it's about going on a jog and taking an unknown route. And that is isn't a way that I fulfill my need for novelty in a healthy way. So I don't know. I, I I think it's a balance. I think you do need to spice up your life a little bit and like take spontaneous trips as an example, but I think really the goal for me is even keel, calm, inner peace, that kind of a thing, you Mm -hmm. know? That's
0: amazing. I loved having you. This was honestly amazing. To conclude this episode, we have our first lightning round where we're going to ask you a few questions surrounding happiness and we want to know your response. And then maybe we'll give you our responses too, right? We can all... Chime in.
1: All right. Let's do it. Yeah. You ready, Sue? Let's do it. Okay. I'll go with the first one. All right.
0: What makes you happier? A partner who cooks for you or a partner who listens? A partner who listens. Hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah, I knew you'd say that one. I was like, we were writing these questions and I was like, Michelle's gonna want a partner who listens. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> what, would do, say, what about you guys? I would say the same if I had to choose. Cooking would be nice. I would like both ideally, but I'll take listens.
0: Uber Eats is available for that. So we're good <laughs> on the cooking front. But Listening is so important because I have a partner with ADD and <laughs> he doesn't hear a thing I say. So I really wish
1: someone would listen.
2: I just laugh with- we'll listen to you.
1: <laughs> okay. Next question. What would make you happier? A successful career or a successful
2: relationship? A successful relationship. Are we talking about with somebody else? Yeah. Or just you know, anybody. Somebody else. Like, somebody like your else, significant other. Someone okay, else. I'm cool. sorry. you talking about like the success yeah. of re- the relationship with yourself or with a person like your family or something like that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, still relationship. <laughs> same. There, I, I, like a job will fire you on the spot. I don't think a relationship will fire you on the spot. Actually. They
0: could. They could, they could dump they you. Could. they break up with you. Um, I want to say same, but But also, I love money. (laughs) So, I don't know. No, relationship, because you have to, like, go to sleep and wake up to this that person. Yeah. Okay, so what makes you happier? A suburb lifestyle or a city lifestyle? I can't stand the suburbs. Really? I'm a suburb queen. I don't like being, like... I was actually talking about this with Susan, because we were talking about living in Toronto, and I was, like, I would have the thickest legs. Like, they would be so strong, because I'd always be running. Like, just looking over my shoulder and running and making sure no one was following me because it's scary out there. I don't know how people do it. I'm just scared. I just, I get so paranoid that someone is following me. They could just be walking in my direction, going home, walking their dog, but I just, the city life is just scary. It scares me. Maybe I'm not used to it.
2: I was like that when I went for a hundred percent. Like when I transitioned from uh we, you know, Markham, which is is a is a town right above Toronto, <laughs> city above <laughs> Toronto. That's their actual slogan. <laughs> um, when I transitioned from Vaughan or Markham to Toronto, I did have a little bit of that, where I was like, uh, uh, look, like, like looking over my shoulder, seeing if someone was following me. But then you just like literally forgot to do that. I think you'd like the city. No. I feel like you'd like it. it My answer
1: would be a mix of both. I think I'm a little bit of a suburb girl, a little bit of a city girl, so I would like to be somewhere on the outskirts of the city, maybe midtown, where it's it's not too crazy. No.
2: Right by the water.
1: Perhaps North York.
2: Midtown (laughs) queen. Everyone
1: has their little pot and lid. True.
2: I don't get it. You
0: know how they say that every pot has its lid? for relationships
1: and all things it's a classic like, it's a classic, it's a classic thing what makes you happier unlimited time off or finding your calling slash
2: purpose this is for career oh my god finding your calling slash purpose unlimited time off scares the shit out of me
1: retirement baby so i what would you say you know
0: what it's so hard to say because i feel like we're all working towards retirement right like that is the dream you get to 65 and you can finally retire live your life I don't know what that means but I don't know it's hard to say I I feel like if I was retired but with a lot of money that I can pursue a bunch of projects but then again you're not retired so purpose probably purpose I'd say purpose as well because then it gets boring you need that flavor
2: the spice. You are the perfect candidate for this book. It's called The Overthinker, the Overthinker's Guide or something like that. I don't know. It's not it's not what it sounds like, but basically there's a chapter in it. Each chapter goes through all the things that make you happy. And one of them is, yeah, you're looking, you're gonna love this. One of them is waiting. One of them is waiting. That is is the impediment of happiness. Mm. So you wait to, to retire. You wait, you wait, I'll be happy when x and you just and it's always x it never it and it's always changing so it's all happy when i retire then you retire i'll be happy when that's me i have grandkids and then you have great i'll be happy when they have yes. kids like that right so it's like that's me yeah you hit the nail and wow. i think
1: that you gotta read I that
2: i think i lent that book out unfortunately I, but i, think I got you, a, you gotta go get it on I have a Kindle, so
0: i can just get it
1: but i think you. that just goes back full circle to what we were talking about how everyone's saying it's about the journey it's about presence it's about really enjoying the moments and that's what it's about it's not about going when I have this I'll be happy
2: Mm -hmm.
0: okay next question junk food or exercise
2: okay like genuinely exercise oh fuck I'm not sure actually I have picked something up and I've been like and I don't mean to big myself up right now but I've fully picked something up and been like do I want to feel like fucking trash? I don't want to feel like trash, yeah. you know? And I put it down because like, I th- I'm like cost benefit analysis, you know, but sometimes I'm like, I'll take the hit this time. Right. But there's nothing like the, r- the runner's high. Mm-hmm.
0: Totally. But junk food high? <laughs> <laughs> nothing like it either.
2: <laughs> nothing, I,
0: nothing like I, it.
2: Man, fried
0: food is it for me. Okay. That's you. I'm a Joe Louis stan to the grave. <laughs> bury um, me and joe louis if you can
1: <laughs> baskin robbins all the way for me so kryptonite yeah. baby i would definitely say like almond fudge junk food for me although Michelle is right exercise or something like f- it's
0: getting to the exercise that's the tricky part yeah, that's the trick it's the trickiest um okay what about junk food or <laughs> wine junk food or wine
1: junk food mm, yeah junk food same. we're all on the same care page what makes you happier, sunrise or sunset? I don't want to go first. I'll go first. Sunsets make me depressed. so I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. actually, <laughs> actually going to have to know. go with sunrise. So my order of elimination. <laughs> you know what? There's something about ending a day that is a little bit sad for me. So I'm going to say sunrise.
0: Mm-hmm. But the colors are so vivid.
1: They're vivid. What They're would you say, Beautiful.
0: A- aesthetically, sunset. Uh-huh. But personal happiness, sunrise. New day day but i never see it because i sleep <laughs> until 12 so <laughs> midday <sighs>
2: oh god what about you? damn i'm still having a hard time with this one i've literally seen sunrise like th- twice this year and it felt fucking nice so i'm gonna say sunrise i'm gonna say sunrise it felt great i was like i can do anything i want that's twice more than me in this world yeah thank you for the the uh, backup instrumental love it okay
0: Date night or girls' night? Girls' night. Load up the bitches.
2: <laughs>
1: Load up the hoes. Get them fucked up. Load up the honey. You know what? The, what I'm going to say, I always have date night. No. <laughs> I was going to say I always have a, like I have to add, like it's never kind of straight with me, but I'll, I'm going to say. The thing I find about girls' night versus date night, you have to be with the right girls to have mm-hmm. a really good girl's Amen night. to that. So I think the energy and the vibe has to be right. And mm-hmm. if it's not, it could go downhill very quickly. And for that reason, I'm actually going to say date night. For that reason, I'm out.
2: Let me ask you this question. When's the last time that you went out with girls, not guys and girls, just girls? When's the last time you did that? I can't remember. It's honestly, yeah, it's exhilarating every time. Okay, let's say like on your bachelorette. It's
1: fucking so fun. True.
2: You always come home from a girl's night when you're like, and you're like exhilarated. You're like, I love life. (laughs) You know, but sometimes you come home from a date night and you're like, I felt like he looked at me weird. You know what I mean? Like, you're like offended sometimes.
1: True. You know what? There's always stories on girls night. Like, it's always like you end with like drunk food and like, you're just living your life. You're really in it.
0: It's really a hit or miss. It
1: is a hit or miss. You have to, I think you have to be wasted for a good girls night. If it's like, if it's like really like you're kind of buzzed, it's like, take me home.
0: Yeah. You, you, you don't want to know how you got home.
1: Yeah. That's the best night. Yeah, sorry. I'm-
0: I've had very, very horrible girls nights. I don't know if it's with like the people, but <laughs> oh, this is so sad and this is really terrible. And this is why I stopped talking to them, but they had a really good way or a really mean way of making you feel so ugly. And That's it was really like, we it- don't like
1: them. They're cut from girls <laughs> night.
0: <laughs> so I cut that shit out because yes. you don't need that shit in your life absolutely not
2: guys want to hear something so meta tell me we're having this a is girl's, girl's night <laughs> This is, it. This I'm, is it. I'm exhilarated i'm, I'm really
0: exhilarated. living my life i feel on top of the world honestly i'm like a little nervous we, I'm, like
1: we are on level. top of the world we're on
0: the and we're not even drunk
2: and
1: drunk wow next time we should do this with a glass of wine that we all don't
2: need clink clink Ooh, no. let's do junk food <laughs> i love that we should definitely do an episode where we're all wasted and wasted
1: yes that's what we
2: need oh, i no, love that. wasted yeah.
1: happiness podcast
2: oh, <laughs> oh, wait, oh my it god literally be like, like
1: special uh, episode guys slurring i love that that's nice um it'll be a whole different tone
0: completely because everything <laughs> makes you happy when you're drunk for sure. <laughs> or not lots of sadness too i'm a sad drunk depends,
1: um, depends like on what glass, drink what like alcohol. Happy drunk
0: depends what alcohol
1: Okay, winter or summer? What makes you happy? Summer, baby. Yeah, who's going to say winter? I'm going to have to say summer too.
0: You know, summer is so difficult for the thick girls because of the chafe. Can I have to say
1: fall? But it was, you can wear a It nice, wasn't, it wasn't a nice part sweater. of that. <laughs> well, sweater fun. weather. Okay.
0: Fame or accomplishment? Obviously accomplishment. But
2: also fame. I don't know. I kind of want to be famous.
1: Kim, hey, I'm coming for you.
2: I would love... Honestly, okay, this is so crazy that you asked this because my boss actually recently asked me this. He was like, would you want to be famous? And I was like, I think that could be dope. And I didn't realize that that's what I wanted. And I'm like, yeah, I would love to be famous. So I'm going to say fame for this little fun round of questions.
1: Wow. I didn't expect that from you. I would think accomplishment. I would expect that from me. You Thank know what? You. I'm going to say accomplishment only because I feel like fame can be very hollow accomplishment can be very enriching and i think you can get to fame with accomplishment exactly i was just about to say so, what if you got facts. famous from your accomplishment
0: that but i want to be famous fuck yeah i'll take it it would I'll I'll be, be so cool
1: what makes you happier a relaxing vacation or an adventure vacation adventure adventure for me as well
0: mm-hmm. i'm
1: like i really like to just lay by the beach and read that's
2: cool that's also girl. fun
1: a good book
0: um, cozy night in or wild night out
2: wild night out yes
0: girls night though only right <laughs> okay chocolate or vanilla
2: Ew, chocolate's whack
1: vanilla Yes, yes. i don't think either for yes. me yes. neither makes me happy neither mint chocolate chip baby <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good okay you
2: gotta whisper it mint chocolate chip yeah
1: make
0: sure chocolate. the microphone hears you
1: what makes you happier, singing or dancing? I love that question. Dancing. It's good. That's the word I was thinking. I was thinking about this before, and I'm like, singing is more portable. You can do it in more places. You can do it while you're in the car.
0: <laughs> you can do you it. Can definitely do, anywhere. It, in the car. You do it anywhere.
1: While you're doing your makeup. Dancing, it's like you need a little bit more space. Space. You got to do the setup. So I'm gonna say singing because it's an easier way to get that happiness. Mm-hmm. That
0: rush of dopamine. I love singing, but I also like to just dance in my seat, you know, Mm -hmm. do a little shoulder.
2: Were you not a dancer growing up?
0: I did like horrible jazz. I was just the worst in the class. You were not the worst in the class. You were like a vibe dancer, were you not? No, I never did vibe. I was like more of the Russian ballerina kind of girl. (laughs) And they did not have that there. They lacked (laughs) the Russian ballerina vibe I found. And last but not least, what makes you happier? Freedom or comfort freedom totally you freedom 100 percent. look at this we get to do a fucking podcast
1: well said it's hard because as someone who has recently acquired a lot of freedom in my life i'm gonna say that it feels really good but it's also making me really appreciate the comforts that i had before so while i do say freedom is my answer there's something to be said for comfort i love you I love you. I love you. That was the end of our very long lightning round. It wasn't not so lightning around, but it was a thunderstorm. It was a thunderstorm. It was was an earthquake. Earthquake? Tornado? Tsunami. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? You want to wrap it up?
0: I think that's it. And um time for the most important part of the podcast, which is plug it up.
2: Who are you? Where do we find you? Oh my God. Uh, you can find me at, <clears throat> you know what? You're going to find me, my brand at www.downboy.club. So that's downbo dot lub And that is my makeup line that I'll be launching in the next month. We're
1: so Woo! excited for it. And we're going to put that in the show notes so you guys can check it
0: out. For sure. And also I would just like to mention, we have a new Instagram page. It is called Are You Happy Pod? And we also set up an email account. So if anyone wants to be a guest and share their life, tell us how we can achieve happiness. Uh, shoot us a message. We are at areyouhappypod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks, Mish. Thanks, Love you. Mish.
1: Love you. Bye.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.